Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am here this week with my good friend, Kathy Gibbons. We met years ago. I don't even know how many years ago it was, but several years ago at an HSLDA conference and um, God is doing amazing things through you. And so we are going to have a great conversation this week about logic. And that might sound like a boring thing to talk about, but oh, it is not. There are so many exciting things to talk about in the world of logic. So stick with us this week. We are super excited that you're with us. Before we get into our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. You guys, they're fantastic online math program. If you guys are looking for an online math program, try them out, ctcmath.com. You can check them out for free. I think you will be super excited and satisfied with them, ctcmath.com. Kathy Gibbons, welcome to the Schoolhouse Talked Podcast. This is the first time we've had you on, and I'm really excited to be talking with you this week. Introduce us super quickly to yourself and your family. So my name is Kathy. I am, my husband is Noble. We have what we call the homeschool starter pack. Our daughter, we only have one daughter. uh, She is 14 years old, getting ready to go into her sophomore year of school. We have been homeschooling, I think, since birth. I think if you're a homeschooler, I I think if you're a parent, you are homeschooling, right? Regardless of whether you're doing it, quote unquote, officially or not, you're homeschooling because you're teaching your kids. So, um, but we've homeschooled her, uh, her entire life. So, so cool. It's funny. You said just now, you said, I only have one, one daughter. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but when I first met you, I said something, I don't know. I I figured out that you had only one child and we were at this HSLDA conference and you have to understand that when you go to an HSLDA conference, the majority of people there have I would say minimum of four kids. Big families. Because you're talking like all homeschool families. And these are like homeschool leader families. And so I, I like jokingly said, oh, you only have one daughter. And and I afterwards, I felt so horrible because I thought that sounded so mean. And, and I didn't mean it like, you know, you only have one daughter. You're not even a real homeschooler. you know. Right. And I kind of said it like, well, I only have two because, you know, we were in this at this event where, you know, we, we were the minority. Right. <laughs> but, for sure. But for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I know the Lord has blessed you with your precious girl, uh, yes. just like he's blessed us with our two. And, oh, and the yes. Lord gives us exactly what he knows is perfect for our family. And so exactly. I, I love talking to homeschool moms who, you know, yes. are, are homeschooling one child because it is a little bit different than homeschooling, you know, a whole crew of, you know, five or six or seven or eight kids or more. Yes. And, um, you know, different well, and ways. I, one of the biggest, I, I don't know that this is the biggest difference is it is different, obviously, right? I only have one. I only have to track with one grade, one, yeah. you know, curriculum that's happening, which so in some ways it's easier, but that is one of the reasons why we have so appreciated and dug into community for us. We have to yeah. have community. We don't have built-in community at our home, right? With a whole bunch of right. other kids. So we have had to rely on, and thank goodness for this homeschooling community that, um, that's out there because it has, it has gotten us through. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Oh, I love that. I love, love homeschool communities. If you're not involved in one, oh, find your community this year because they need you as much as you need them. And um, it's, it's how the homeschool world goes around. So, um, this week though, I am so excited about this topic because we're talking about, um, logic and you have a, a newish podcast. It's not brand new, but it's been, you've been doing this, I think for a few months now. And yeah, it's called just since February. It yep. Oh, since February. Okay. Yeah. So filter it through a brain cell, which yep. I love the title of that. <laughs> Talk a little bit about your podcast and why, I mean, why did you even start this? Then we're going to have this great conversation about thinking and, and learning how to think well as people. 
Okay, so it all started a couple years ago when my daughter was in seventh grade. She was in seventh grade uh, the school year 2019 through 2020. We Ah. all know what happened, right, during that school year. Um, We uh, do homeschool with classical conversations. And one of the books that these seventh graders read is called The Fallacy Detective. And I know you have it there to hold up. It is awesome. And it is an introduction, a fun introduction to critical thinking, to logic, to fallacy, to uh, logical fallacies that people make. And a fallacy is just an error in thinking. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. I had never been exposed to this before. I did not learn logic. I did not learn about logical fallacies when I was in school. So as I'm going through this, and I was directing my daughter's seventh grade class. So I had these 12 seventh graders, right? And I'm reading the book too with them. And I'm like, this is kind of blowing my mind because yeah. I didn't know that I I knew like you can always recognize, okay, something seems a little bit off with that. They said this or I read that. That just doesn't seem quite right. I had no idea there were actually names for each different kind of wrong thinking. And so mm. we were like, the kids loved it. I loved it. So then 2020, We roll, as everybody knows, what happened then was the pandemic, right? That all started to happen. And then we roll into a presidential election. Mm -hmm. We get the advent of fact checkers on social media and all this stuff. And I'll tell you what, the thing that stood out to me was these kids who had had even just a very basic introduction to logic, to good thinking, to critical thinking, you couldn't fool them. You Mm. couldn't fool them. They would recognize, oh, that's a red herring, or they could name what was wrong with the statement as they were seeing it. And most adults can't do that. They don't have that skill. And so I thought, oh my goodness, you know what's hilarious? Try watching a presidential election with a whole bunch of kids who have been trained how to spot bad thinking. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Like, it's hilarious. They... They, they will call out those people over and over and over as they're presenting bad arguments and, and, and poor arguments. So I start seeing all this stuff and I, and I start thinking, man, I feel like half of the issues that we have with our country would not be issues if people actually knew how to think, if they knew some of these basic basic principles for good thinking and bad thinking and how to recognize them, like these seventh graders that I had have been learning. And so that's where I started the podcast. I said, I have to do something. Like I have to, I've got my daughter, she's growing up in this world. This world seems like it's just losing its mind. And so that's where I started the podcast. I said, I'm a homeschool mom, so I'm busy too. I want them to be short, fun, little episodes. Um, really aimed, my heart is for the next generation. So I thought if I can make this so that families want to listen together, that's Mm -hmm. a win. Because now I get two generations, right? I get the parents and I get the kids. And so that's kind of who I always have in mind when I'm making my episodes is that, is this something that would be beneficial for a family to listen to together, to have conversation about uh, as they're going to the soccer game or whatever, right? Just kind of running around um, and listening. And it kind of has struck a nerve. It's taken off. I think people realize this is important and this matters. And I want my kids to have this skill. I wasn't like, just like me. And there's a reason I wasn't taught this in school. We didn't learn these skills, but they're easy and they're accessible. And once you have them, you once you start to see the bad thinking, you will see it everywhere. And it's like you can't unsee it anymore. I feel like in today's world that we're living in, this is 
probably not the most important skill, but it's right up there in one of the top five. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. We, we live in a world that doesn't know how to think well. And I appreciate you being, you know, just transparent about that for yourself because I'm in that same boat where I, I didn't, I never learned how to think. I always just learned what to think. I was always just told like, this is what you think. This is what you're to believe. This is, you know, and praise God, I went to a good Christian school growing up and, and, you know, I had some fairly good training there. But overall, my worldview was was kind of twisted when I came out of school and into my adult life mm-hmm. because I never had really learned how to think. And I was one who was very influenced by society and media. And so it's I'm, I'm so thankful that the Lord has pulled me into the homeschool community because I am absolutely 100% certain that I would not, I wouldn't even think through the process of how to think yeah. without being a homeschool mom, nor would I right. ever teach it to my kids. 100%. And so it, it's, I, I mean, it is one of the greatest benefits of homeschooling our kids is that we get to teach them truth. We get to back it up with scripture, but we also get to teach them how to think and they need to know what they believe and why they believe it. Not just you know, here, believe this because I said to believe it. And it's, it's a, it's a big job, but I think it's not as scary and hard as we make it out to be. So we're going to talk specifically about what critical thinking is and how to do that. But first we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Kathy Gibbons, wife of Noble Gibbons. If you guys don't know Noble, you got to <laughs> know Noble. Everybody knows my husband. <laughs> if you are a CC family, you may very well recognize him because yes. he is very animated and he's, he's just a lot of fun to be around. He's one of those people that when he walks in a room, everyone knows it. And uh, he's, yes. he's a, a really neat guy. So um, you have a fun family. I do. <laughs> I, I do. You guys laugh a lot in your home. <laughs> we do. Well, it's so funny. Thank goodness for my husband. My daughter is very much like me. I feel like I'm raising myself. Right. Oh. And I, all, all the time I ask her, I'll say, Lena, what would our life be like without Poppy? And she goes, boring. <laughs> so he is, the, I think he is the fun in our family for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. So, so fun. Let's talk about critical thinking. Yes. Um, 
And first, what is critical thinking? Let's kind of define that. And then we, you know, we talked about um, logical fallacy. You talked about the fallacy detective, um, the book that you you read with your daughter in her class. Uh, but let's talk about critical thinking first. What is that, and why is it important? So critical thinking is just good thinking. It's just knowing how to think well and realizing that there is actually a process by which you can learn this. There are there are rules around critical mm-hmm. thinking that can be learned and it can be practiced. And so, in it, you know, just to keep it very, very simple, critical thinking is just thinking well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Easy super but then we have simple. to learn how to think well. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's a couple different things that I like to talk about. So w- under critical thinking, you've got fallacies or what's called logical fallacies. A fallacy, okay. very simply put, a fallacy is an error in thinking. So mm-hmm. a fallacy would be an error. A logical fallacy would be an error, uh, you know, an error in thinking. So that kind of breaks it down. Now, we also have cognitive biases. So this comes under critical thinking as well. A cognitive bias is a limitation in your ability to think objectively. And we think, oh, that's bad. No, we all have them. We all do. Like, we just need to know that we have them. We need to know what they are and be aware of them. So these are caused by the tendency. This is how our brain works, right? Our brain likes to be highly efficient, And so our brain, what it likes to do is it likes to perceive information through the filter of our own experiences, through things that we have already experienced in our life and through our preferences, through our beliefs, what we, what we know to be true, what we believe to be true, what we want to be true. So in other words, we all see the world a certain way based on our life experiences. And we tend to think that everybody else sees the world the same way or should see the world the same way. Um, And we often get surprised, we get shocked, we get upset when we realize that they do not see the world the same way as us. So cognitive bias or a mental bias is something that we have to recognize that we have. And again, it's not a bad thing. Like I will have a cognitive bias simply because I'm a Christian right? That is kind of going to be my worldview. That's going to be how I look at the world. Um, I will have another bias because I'm a homeschooler and et cetera, et cetera. Like you could do a list. Each person could kind of do a list of things about themselves and experiences that they've had that affects the way that they see the world. Mm -hmm. And again, this is not necessarily a bad thing, but we have to know them. We have to recognize them because some of the cognitive biases Maybe we say, okay, I, I need to let that one go because that is not helping me to view the world in an objective way. So, um, and then some of them, we're not willing to let them go. And we just are aware that this is how we view the world. Yeah. Okay. okay I want to back more. up though. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, really quickly. I want to back up because you talked about fallacy as an error in thinking. How do we know if we have error in our thinking? Because obviously if we're thinking it, we think that our thought process is, is right. the right thought process. So how do we recognize if we do have error? And, and I'm talking like, aside from like, I, just in this moment, I want to separate God's word from this, because obviously if we say, you know, homosexuality is right. And then we look at the Bible and the, the Bible says homosexuality is wrong. Okay. Well, that's easy to say, okay. Oh, there's a fallacy there. I was wrong in my thinking right. to think that it was correct. But Aside from God's word, how can we recognize fallacy in our own thinking? This is the problem. If you haven't had any training, most people won't. 
Most people will not. And this is why we have so many Americans. And I would say even from other people in other countries, this is ha- this is like a human condition type thing. Um, who have bad thinking and don't know it. And the way that we see this play out, see, when you don't have good thinking, and especially if you don't have good thinking, you're not aware of it, and you don't have the tools to be able to analyze your own thinking, as well as analyze other people's own, other people's thinking, where we go is we go to emotionalism. Uh And so that's why we see people all in this riled up emotional state, people fighting yep. all the time. You see this on the internet, I mean, on the daily, right? People get emotional if they don't have the tools to know how to think well. So my answer to that is very simple. Listen to my podcast, right? Or yeah. <laughs> or whatever, read the fallacy detective, learn uh-huh. some simple logic things, and that's going to help you get started in the right direction. And one of the questions that I always uh, say is the best place to start is just by challenging your own thought process with this simple question. Is that really true? Mm-hmm. Is that really true? Right? If you could just start with that one question. Yeah. But the problem is people don't even think that they need to question themselves. They don't because like, just like you said, they think, well, I'm thinking it, so it must be right. 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 Why would I be wrong? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's talk really quickly, kind of uh, along that lines of propaganda. Have you seen the movie, um, One Child, I think it's called One Child Nation? Oh, no. Um, uh-uh. Oh, my word. It's it's on, well, it used to be on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure if it still is or not. Um, you probably can find it somewhere, but it's. I believe that's the title of it, One Child Nation. And it is a documentary about China mm. and their one child law that they set in place, you know, many years ago. And I don't love the ending of the movie. It didn't end the way that I I hoped it would end. Mm -hmm. But throughout the movie, it exposes how an entire nation, the entire nation of China was influenced through propaganda. And it is fascinating. And what's interesting is we watched this movie probably about two months before everything shut down for COVID. And watching that movie alone, I, by the way, I'm, let me just give this disclaimer. Do not watch this movie with your children. Oh. Um, watch it first and then maybe watch it with yeah. teenagers, but okay. do not watch it with young children. It's a very, very hard movie to watch. Um, but after having seen that, it opened my eyes. I, I mean, like it really impacted me because then when, when everything shut down and all the propaganda was coming out with COVID, I was able to recognize like, oh, This is exactly what happened in China. They're trying to influence us by commercials and TV shows and billboards. And I mean, it, and still, I mean, we still drive around town and we see it and I'm just like, oh my goodness, why do people not recognize this? But talk a little bit about propaganda, what that is and how that affects us in our thinking process. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so propaganda are simply defined different tactics or techniques that are used to manipulate people mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. very simply, toward a certain end. They're trying to get people to do something, to think something, to believe something, and yeah. whatever their message is, just like you said in China, okay, so at that at that period of time, they were on the one-child policy. We see this in Nazi Germany during World War II, right? Yep. Hitler had a yep. massive, massive propaganda campaign. Yes. By the way, so did the allies as they were trying to defeat them. So this is a tool. It is a tactic that can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Mm -hmm. 
it all depends on right. what is the heart behind it? What is somebody trying yeah. to do? And that's why you have to be thinking all the time. Like you don't get to, you don't get to live in society and switch your brain off because if you live in society and you switch your brain off, you're going to be these, uh, these things are coming at you, whether you realize it or not. And if you're not thinking, if you're not aware of it, you will be affected by them. You will be manipulated. I did a whole series. It's called the mini manipulation series on Mm. these different tactics on what are, what are they? And again, it's once you know it, you'll recognize it just like you, once you, you know, you watch the, you watch that movie. And now once you start to see the propaganda in play, yeah. You had no trouble recognizing it. Right. And once and, and again, it's like once your eyes get opened, you never yeah. you you can't ever unsee it when right. it's presented right. to you. Yeah, and it comes at us from every angle. I mean, it is shocking to me. Yes. It, I, I mean, it's, you know, we, we just went through, you know, the month of June. Oh dear. How yes. I hate the month of June right. because everywhere we go everywhere, I, we were at the store the other day and there were nail files that were rainbow colored, yes. you know, pride nail files. I'm like, really on nail files. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. And our kids are seeing this, the stuff our kids are exposed to. We don't have, we don't have TV in our home. We don't have to have TV in our home for our kids to be exposed right. to propaganda. It's everywhere we go. And so unless we keep them locked in our house all day, every day, and never let them out in public, it's on billboards. It's every, yes. it's everywhere. And so it is so important for our kids to be able to recognize this. So we're yes. out of time though. We're going to talk more about this. This is such a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Where can people find your podcast and find out more about you? Yes. So uh, filter it through a cell.com is my website. Um, you can get on my email list there. The website, I mean, the podcast is on almost anywhere you want to listen to podcasts at. It's just called filter it through brain cell. And I am on Instagram under filter it through brain cell, Facebook under Kathy Gibbons. You can find me there. So Awesome. Okay. And as always, we'll have all those links in the show notes for you guys. So you don't have to go digging for them yourselves. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not seen Schoolhouse Rock to the Homeschool Revolution, go watch it. Go watch it today. Have a family movie night. Gather your kiddos and your husband or your wife um, in the living room with you and watch this movie because you talk about propaganda, um, you know, and, and, and showing people the, the truth Watch Schoolhouse Rocked. We talk about these things in the movie and it will help you to really open your eyes up if you're maybe, especially if you're new to homeschooling. Um, the movie's for everybody at every level of homeschooling, but if you're brand new to homeschooling or just thinking about it, please watch Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. Um, it will impact you in a big way. You can find it on our website at schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.